This episode of Real Garbage is brought to you by enunciation and pronunciation. Making your words right, stressing in your point. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> this episode is also brought to you by wearing SPF. It's getting warmer out, and if you're going to leave your house against social distancing, you might as well only do one stupid thing and not two and forget the sunscreen. This is Real Garbage. Sunblock, eh? Yeah. I realize that sounds so hypocritical because to the audience, they're like, well, they're podcasting right now. But like we said last episode, we're like 12 feet apart. Yeah. Well, and I have hand sanitizer. Yeah. I don't leave the house. Yeah, this me is either. life. This is life now. Yeah. This it's it's so now. it's so funny. There's so many people like, man, I can't wait for things to get back to normal, way back to the way they were gonna, they were before. It's not. Yeah. It just, like, it's totally the world is going to be different. Oh yeah. After, I hope so. It's not gonna bounce back. No. Like, I'm gonna be. I already before this was very aware of how close people were to me in my day to day life. Like if I was <laughs> in the grocery store. Ooh, there we go. Some of the be noise. <laughs> um. If I was in the grocery store and I felt like something grazed the back of me, you're too fucking close. Well, and I will turn around and I'll be like, back up. I don't care if it's a young person, if it's an old person, if it's a kid, I'll say it to their parents. I don't I don't care who you are, who you are. If I can feel your breath on my neck, you're too fucking close to me. Who All wants right? to stand that close to someone? I know. Unless have... you're dating them. Yeah. And even then I'll be like, back the yeah. fuck up. Well, you don't have to stand this close. No, you stand all the time. stand that close to my side, that's fine. But don't be behind me because it feels creepy. And breathing on yeah. someone. Like you're either really close and just doing the yeah. Or you're standing way back and breathing really heavy. That's and then you're that's more worse. Weird. Yeah. Like if Why are you breathing so <laughs> if your products that you're purchasing wherever you are can are touching my person, you're too fucking close. I feel like most of the people I've interacted with cuz I only go to the store mm-hmm. in when I go to and the liquor store. Yeah. And uh, people people in Canada here are pretty good. I feel like we're doing a good job. Yeah. There are a few. I've seen some extreme examples of of uh, paranoia, I think the word would be. Mm-hmm. I was driving from work back to the yard to get my car, and Buddy and I both looked over and started laughing because there's this older dude. Like, And I understand the older people are more at risk, so they got to be more careful. But he's got a full-on welding face shield, like a clear <laughs> face shield. No, I guess next not welding. And But I'm like, no gloves. Like, what are you, what are you doing? You look like an idiot. Yeah. If you're going to commit to that, go. you need to go balls to the yeah. wall. Put the hazmat suit on, yeah. rubber gloves, put the mask on, shield yourself from the outside world. Don't, yeah. <laughs> Don't just put on a face guard and be like, I'm good. If this has taught me anything so far, it's that um, cold, a cold can spread pretty easily. Yeah. So the next time I get a cold, I'm going to just isolate. Mm-hmm. Just totally, because you don't realize just how easy it is to spread cold germs. Yeah, because colds aren't like serious. You yeah. ha- you're afflicted for a few days, and then it's fine. And how often have you been sick or like been around someone who's sick, and you're like, man, we can hang out. It's fine. Yeah. I'm just gonna work this out. Let's go to the sauna. Yeah, sit in the sauna when you're sick and just <sighs> breathe all over. <laughs> it's acceptable to breathe on yeah. people there. Well, it's like even even dating. You know, um, at first. Uh, Brandon and I would always be like, no, 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 like, don't kiss me goodbye. I'm sick. And then, like, we've been together almost five years. So, like, we're like, I don't care. You know, spit your gum in my mouth, Uh, whatever. (laughs) Especially when you're sick. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, it's just crazy to think that that's, uh, this is how shit just, how people get sick. Yeah. You're just touching stuff. Yeah. Touching stuff and breathing everybody's air. I know. (sighs) (laughs) So, how's, uh, isolation been going? Um, it's been good. I brought my Switch in case you wanted to take a look oh, at Animal nice. Crossing. Yeah, I do. I absolutely do. Um, Sweet. I you, have... Is it digital version or is it hard hard disk? Oh, digital. Oh. I because Well, no, no, no. My Animal Crossing is actually a hard disk, oh. but I Breath of the Wild is digital. Oh, yeah. I have Breath of the Wild hard mm-hmm. copy. I discovered a game. Um, One of my uh, good friends in Alberta, I've known him for 10 years. Holy uh, shit. Jesus. 10 years now. Wow. Um, He streams on Twitch and he has been playing this game called Dead by Daylight. 
And I saw a picture of that the other day. Yeah, it looks really interesting. I want to buy it, but on the Switch, it's like 50 bucks, and on Steam, it's 21. Mm. So I kind of want to buy it on Steam because it's cheaper, but I want to buy it on the Switch because this is the console that I'm playing the most. Yeah. You know? I hate that the price of Switch games are so high. I know. It's the system's been out since what, 2017? Yeah, three years. Yeah, they shouldn't be. It should do what PlayStation does Mm -hmm. and drop the price after, I don't know, three months. And then you have a sale within the first year. Yeah. Because every time the game a game comes out, someone's like, oh, are you going to buy it? I'm like, no. no I'm going to wait no. four months till it drops 35 bucks. Yeah. Like, I don't need it that bad. And when I bought, the nice thing I will say about Nintendo is when you do buy games, you get those stupid gold coins that can take a very minute amount off. So when I bought Animal Crossing, it gave me like 400 gold coins, which oh, equated yeah, like, to $4. Yeah. But I used the $4 to take off Breath of the Wild because... Why not? Yeah, it's like four, it's four, four, bucks, bucks. four bucks. That'll cover like one percent of the tax. <laughs> um, but I really want to buy Dead by Daylight. It's a survival game, and it's four v one, and mm-hmm. one person is play online or sit yeah, together online. Um, probably both. Yeah, you can probably do local play too. Hmm. Um, but one player is um, like an iconic serial killer. So there's like Leatherface, Ghostface, Michael Myers from Halloween, Freddy Krueger, different ghosts. And you're playing against these four people who are trying to survive. And the objective is to escape. And from the gameplay I've watched, you like power up generators to, I guess, lift doors to escape or something. But it's really it's really interesting to watch. Like, if you watch gameplay, I guarantee you're going to want to be like... I'm going to check that out. That sounds yeah. cool. Is it... I'm guessing it's third-person view? Yeah. Nice. I know! Yeah, being really stressful and first, scary. Yeah, first-person views somewhat, like, disorient me. I, like, if I have the option to play first-person or third-person, I will choose third-person. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. And too many games are first person. I know. I just get, I get annoyed, annoyed by it. I know. And which is funny, like the first two video games I remember playing religiously were Bioshock, which is an FPS, and World of Warcraft, which is an MMORPG. But, but that was third person view, though, right? It, you could be first or third, but I would always yeah. choose third because, duh. Yeah. I want to see my character that I spent so much time in, in crafting. Um, but yeah, I will always choose third person. And Animal Crossing's third person. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, Skyrim had that option. And mm-hmm. I just I, I went first person every once in a while. My favorite first person experience is Grand Theft Auto V jumping into a bus in first person mode and just driving down the sidewalk. Oh. Because the people, it just sounds so macabre. Yeah. The people were like, bah, like flatten against the windshield. Freak down, there's blood everywhere. I'm like, it's a video game. It's yeah, you know, I'm not really gonna do it in real life. Yeah, there's not enough people outside. Not yet. No, (laughs) this is awesome. Like, it's not awesome for a lot of people. I find it cool though. Everybody's just chilling, Mm -hmm. everybody's staying inside, everybody's probably thinking a lot, yeah, figuring shit out, being more introspective. And a lot of people, like, a lot of people are not taking advantage of where we live, yeah, which is awesome because I am. Because when I go outside, I'm like, oh, there's not really a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I went for a walk to Centennial Park last weekend. Mm. I maybe ran into six people in a 6K walk. Oh, wow. It was so nice. And it's just been getting more and more beautiful outside. I had the yeah. whole day off today. I didn't do... Drove into town at one point, slept in, cooked, edited some clips. I have no weed, so I'm really bored. <laughs> so disappointed. <laughs> but I did make weed cookies last night. Nice. Those were, I ate, oh, my God. I had two... Okay, so I ate two, mm-hmm. and two hours later, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm g- I was giggling at some video of a guy in a llama suit dancing on TikTok. Oh my god! I went down you the put tic- that on your story, <sighs> and I was like, hey, this is actually on funny. the flow. Baby, hey, hey, let, let me know. know. I couldn't stop laughing. I was just like, okay, I feel the cookies. <laughs> and then 20 minutes later, I'm like, hmm, it's like it's like 11:30. I go, no, they're really good cookies. Like they're delicious. So I'm like, I'm gonna have one more. I ate one more. I went to bed at 1.30. Holy shit, was I wired. Just sitting there like, uh-oh, my brain won't shut down. Fuck. <laughs> I couldn't sleep. I don't think I fell asleep till 3 o'clock. Oh, no. I woke up this morning, just that, that typical edible hangover. <laughs> so it was a slow day. It was nice, though. Sat in the sun for a little while. Had nice. a couple summer bees. I'm getting, uh, it's summertime. You got to have a cider. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's weird. Okay, I heard a statistic that uh, Hollywood, 
uh, only made five thousand dollars last week or last month, like the month of March. Whoa! Yeah, box off. Everything's just—it's so crazy. That's wild. Apparently, the movies that are supposed to be going into theaters. Oh, they're being pushed. Well, you can no, you can buy them. Like the okay, so the movies that are supposed to be in theaters now. Oh, you can buy them on Apple TV. That's so cool. they're like instead of going to theaters, they're just like, well, fuck here, here's the movie. So I'm gonna try and get Bad Boys for Life. Yeah, preview looked pretty good. They should also deliver movie theater popcorn because no, why? I don't care. Well, they they do, don't they? Oh, you have a friend hanging from your a, ceiling. Is it a spider? So it's something. It's just chilling. Oh no, where? I can't see it. Right there. Kill More it. in my direction. Kill it. Kill it. Yeah. With Can what? You, I don't know. Squish it with your hands. Just I, give it a quick clap. I don't know if I'm tall enough. All right. Well, don't worry about it then. It'll, it's fine. If you hear, a if it lands on yeah, me, you'll, I will you'll scream. Know. <laughs> ah! It's happened before. Um, well, I don't like spiders. Yeah, I will argue with anyone about this until I'm blue in the face and I'm dead. And it reminds me, one day, uh, my friend Ellen and Brandon had heard a quote, and they were like, "Would you rather be happy or be right?" And I was like, "I'd rather be right." And they're like. Oh my god! <laughs> I've heard you say this before. Yeah. Um. So following that <laughs> mantra, mantra, if someone says that going to the store and buying the popcorn that you can pop at home that's movie ew, theater ew. flavored, it's no. not the same. And the people who say it is, you're lying, or oh, your taste buds are broken. That and I feel really bad for you. Microwave popcorn is gross. Yeah, it's either. Gross. And the bi- the hugest difference between movie theater popcorn and microwave popcorn is the fact that movie theater popcorn's air popped. Yeah. So get yourself an air popper. Yeah. Melt your own butter mm-hmm. and put flavoring on. It. That's what I do. Yeah. Like I, I'll do like it's kind of like when I used to eat sugary cereal. Mm-hmm. Just put a coat of, a coat of the the flavoring on top and then just yeah. eat it and then add more. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's so good. And like if you don't have an air popper, just put some kernels and some butter in a pot on your stove just pop oil. it that way you could use canola oil yeah. i think there's like uh sunflower oil you can use canola oil you can use but there's a couple oils Coconut you can't oil. use. it has a low smoke point though i think it'll mm. it'll start burning yeah that's it. true you gotta, be, you gotta be careful um but yeah don't don't think that the movie theater butter flavored mo- microwave popcorn is the equivalent it's not if you still eat microwave popcorn <laughs> i think it's your time you <laughs> it's your time. Yeah, I, I remember eating a bag a while ago, and I just I got halfway through it. And we're like, this is gross. It just t- it doesn't taste real. No, it's fake. Oh my god! How's your Animal Crossing life? Oh, it's so good. <laughs> I organized my um. I have this orchard of trees, and I've organized them. I have a big clump of orange trees, which are the native fruit to my island. And then I have my own private beach with a fenced-in backyard and a porch uh, porch swing facing the beach. And my beach has coconut trees on it. Hmm. And then I have the other side of my orchard that has my peach and pear and cherry trees. So you're ba- you just all is it all food? Um, Are there animals? Oh yeah, it's Animal Crossing. Yeah, you catch fish, different bugs. Um, well, do you can you raise livestock though? Like, can you? No. What, what's the? Why do they call it Animal Crossing then? Oh, because you're um, the NPS or NPC characters um, that come and live on your island are animals. Oh, okay. Well, that makes so sense. I have two birds, a cat. No, two birds, two cats, a crow, and a rhinoceros hmm. on my island. Do you have to keep them? Do you have to build like pens for I, them? I have to build them houses. Oh. <laughs> and that takes a full day, you were saying? Yep. Well, Unless weird. you cheat and you time travel. Hmm. Oh my, okay. Um, well, we talked about Tiger King last time. Mm-hmm. I'm sucked in. I'm in third season three of Battlestar Galactica. Oh. Just binging it. Binging it hard. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> my ha- mom was talking about AI yesterday, like taking over the world. I'm like, mom, that's just like the Cylons. She's like, what? I'm like, it's Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> you should watch it. She's like, I'll have to look at it. <laughs> I don't know if she will. I, um, I'm not watching Battlestar Galactica, but I'm rewatching The Office for the millionth time where Dwight loves Battlestar Galactica. So. <laughs> Bears beats, beats Battlestar Galactica. Galactica. Michael, identity theft is not a joke, Jim. You're like a fun, like a super fan with that show. I love The Office. It's I no words. 
it's one of the shows where I can rewatch it every single year and I'll still find new things that I didn't notice before. Like this year rewatching it um, when Pam is mad at Michael and she's shouting, no more meetings, no more meetings. Stanley's face in the background is so happy. He's like getting into it. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, fuck, I didn't notice that before. Someday. I hope that when, when we die, that there is some sort of record of our lives. Yeah. I want to know how much time I've spent watching TV and or playing video games. You want like I, I an in-game record I, of I your want, yes, real life? I do. I want to be like, how much how time? How many hours? How many hours? How many days did I <laughs> sit and play video games? Because I bet you it's... Days of your life? Yeah. yeah. Y- years. So probably years. Like I was thinking that I sold my PlayStation on Saturday. It just, oh, yeah. It just, it just gone. All I did was play Call of Duty on it and I got mad. I get, get frustrated after half an hour. Like, yeah, because people game. would camp and then kill you. Well, not even that. Lately, it's because there's so many people on the servers. Oh, you get lag. Crashing. You yeah. get lag. So I'm like, all right, I got this guy in my sights. All of a sudden, he just goes, boop, freezes, and then boom, boom, he's beside me, just shooting me. I'm yep. like, oh, that's fair. Awesome. Right on. Perfect. Thanks. Yeah. Not a fan. So not get rid a of fan. It. Not a fan. Not a fanatic. Not, <laughs> not like John Travolta playing an autistic fanatic in this m- awful Fred Durst movie. hey I <laughs> This movie required a, a lot of research into the movie, which is always unnecessary. And here's, like, I've said this in the podcast before. If I go to a movie and I love it, I will go hard and I'll research everything there possibly is to know about the movie because I'm so interested. I want to know these behind the scenes things. But if you as a viewer feel like you have to look into the movie and what it's about and what they're doing when you're watching it, that's a bad sign. Like that's the difference is I didn't research into this movie because I was like, it's so good. I need to find out like if it was method acting, I need to find out this and that. It was, I need to find out what the fuck is going on. I knew what was going on. I just thought, I just, it blew me away that this movie was created and people were like, yeah, this is good. Yeah. Apparently this is like, John Travolta considers this his best role. What? Yep. Oh man. Well, you know what's funny? My friend Tyler and I have brought this up a few times. I don't know if John John Travolta's ever been a good actor. Yeah. I don't think he's ever been a great actor. Really think about it. Think about the movies that he's been in. Like, you go back to Grease. You know, there's a musical. It's over the top. It's, Mm -hmm. woo, hey, it's Grease. I've never actually seen it. And I never want to watch it. I've never never watched it. What? People are like, what? You never have? I'm like, no, I don't want to. It's Grease. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but like Broken Arrow, Look Who's Talking, oh, Face yeah. Off with Nicolas Cage. Yeah. He's done some weird movies. That's but, true. But this one, this is the weirdest role. I honestly thought Devin Sawa was going to be the super fan. Yeah. And John Travolta was going to be the movie star. Yeah. So would you like to explain to the listeners what this movie's about? All right. <laughs> so it's, we're in LA. We're in Hollywood. We don't know the time period, but we assume it's recent within the last couple of years based on technology, all that type of shit. Yeah. Um, John Travolta is a street performer in Hollywood Walk of Fame, and he is a super fan of this actor named Hunter. Hunter M- Madsen? No, no, it was. Um, I wrote it down somewhere. Yeah, it was a specific name that Hunt, Hunter Dunbar. Hunter Dunbar. And Hunter Dunbar is this huge action star slash horror star that um, John Travolta's character Moose loves. He's a big horror fan, and he loves to go and get autographs from different celebrities. And finally. Hunter Dunbar is about to come to Moose's friend's shop for a signing. So he's finally going to get the autograph he so wants. But, you know, things don't go according to plan. And it spirals from him being a fan to fanatically troubled person. But the thing that they don't tell you in this movie, and you have to, like, look it up, is what John Travolta's affliction is because the first Mm -hmm. like 10 minutes into this film, you're like, there's something up. It's either like, Oh, the first minute you see him, you're like, okay, this guy's obviously got something wrong with him. Yeah. Psychologically. Yeah. And you know, 
upon doing Googling, it says that like his character Moose is supposed to be autistic. And reading the reviews of this movie, some people who who are autistic have said it's like an accurate portrayal, but Mm. other people are like, what the fuck? Like, because autism is a spectrum. So Mm -hmm. obviously you have like severe cases and very high functioning, non-severe cases. So this was, I guess it hit good notes for people who are, have, like do have autism but Mm -hmm. other people who do are like that's not it at all so i think it's like i said a spectrum thing depending on what you've experienced with it but well you did put his own flair into it too like you kind of have to yeah and the thing that was like i gotta sneeze (laughs) don't don't mind me um i wonder like if you're gonna take on playing a character that has, I don't, I don't know what to call like autism. Like it's not an illness. It's not like, it's just a, is it a disorder? Yes. Oh, there you go. Okay. I think so. We'll call if it anyone, a disorder yeah, for this. If anyone's getting offended, I'm sorry. It's, I'm just dumb. Email us. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, Hey bitch. Hey. Um, but yeah, if you're going to commit to playing someone with a known, disorder that has more light shed on it as the years go on and more importantly a disorder that isn't usually like villainized in the media I would hope that you would do like a damn good job at keeping it like central and not exaggerated and like serious because if you think about other like mental illnesses like schizophrenia psychopathy bipolar disorder those are like the three big disorders that are always like villainized Mm -hmm. in movies and tv shows and always the ones that you know are explained away for a character's like erratic behavior or create quote crazy behavior and violent behavior um whereas like from what i know about autism it's like sensory overload and like you're very like attuned. yeah exactly you're very attuned with one specific thing and like that's what you're focusing on and um so well he technically was yeah i just it's it was interesting for me to watch someone try and play with and play out having a disorder that isn't usually used in media as a villain archetype or Mm-hmm. A doing bad archetype, which yeah, I can't off the top of my head think of any autistic bad guys in movies. No, no, mm-hmm. like it's not something that's normally vilified. Which I mean, you could argue. Well, he obviously had some uh, something else wrong. Oh with yeah, him. totally. Yeah, it's a little n- obsessive compulsive. Yeah, but that's generally obsessive. That's the thing. Like that's the type of stuff that we should have known because. I don't know the true like ins and outs of having autism and what it's about aside from what I said about being very attuned and like having sensory overload. So I don't like, I've never heard of exactly that. Like someone with autism, like just snapping and doing what this character did. So if there were other things at play, I feel like we as an audience should have known that. Mm, eh, I suppose. We didn't really need to. We no. Did, all Because we just got to see a, a very obsessive fan. Yeah. You know, someone that's just hyper-focused on one person just go to the extreme of, like, we should be together all the time. Yeah. I want to wear your skin. Yeah. Which and just cre- it was uncomfortable at points. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, they didn't feel the need to tell us that he had autism through the dialogue and plot of the movie. So why, like, upon doing research of this and like Wikipedia-ing, why is it like autistic superfan moose? Like it makes me wonder because Wikipedia, anyone can mod that. Mm-hmm. Trivia on IMDB, anyone can mod that. Like, was he genuinely autistic and that was in the script and that's what he had to play? Or are people assuming based off behaviors? Because that's one thing I didn't know either, because you know, people can self-modify those websites. Well, my first impression was he was autistic. Within yeah. five minutes, I'm like, oh, he's autistic. Like, he 
he definitely has some sort of assistance with someone because he mm-hmm. seemed like he had a child's mind. Yeah. And a full grown 200 pound adult, mm-hmm. which was it's just odd to see played by someone like John Travolta. I know. It was very. Like he, you said, he said this was his best performance ever. Yeah, he he thinks like this is his most favorite performance of himself. Well, I could see that he seemed to enjoy it. He he gave it a hundred percent. I will That's say true. that like he there didn't was half ass it. No, it was it was just hard to kind of hard to believe because you're just like he's not it's not he's his John type Travolta. of role. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like this movie could have succeeded more if they had cast someone unknown or relatively unknown in the role of the fanatic it would have made it feel more like meta and real the actors yeah that's true because not many people the only reason i recognize devin siwa sawa sawa was because he was the main character in final destination yeah and idle hands yeah the movie where i fell in love with jessica alba Mm. oh she's so hot in that movie but yeah, I, I, my first thought was, Devin Sawa, where the hell has this guy been? Mm-hmm. You look at his IMDb credits, so like the last 15 years, he's just been doing TV spots, an yep. episode here, an episode there. I'm like, wow. So the fact that he was playing the like big, f- like this, I feel like if this movie really took, like if it wanted to take itself seriously, but also kind of wanted to turn Hollywood on its head and like, bring forward to light the fact that there are so many like like stalkers and off the rails people that do get attached to celebrities mm-hmm. like cast John Travolta as himself and ca- or cast a celebrity as themselves and cast like Devin Sawa or an unknown haven't seen in a while actor or even an unknown actor in general as the fanatic Jay Baruchel yeah. Jay Baruchel would have been a good casting choice. Yeah, he would have, 100%. I think he could have played that role really well. Yeah. And he's small enough to, mm-hmm. like, because watching Devin Sawa beat up John Travolta. Yeah. like didn't believe it. Sawa was pretty jacked in this one. Yeah. But Travolta was bigger. And he's huge. Yeah, he's not a small guy. No. So it just, it, it that that dynamic didn't, didn't really work for me. No, didn't play. Neither did Travolta's mullet. His wig mullet. Wow. <laughs> I always laugh because every movie I've seen with John Travolta, he always has some sort of unusual facial hair or hair. Mm-hmm. And this one, it was hair. Like he had the ponytail in Pulp Fiction. This oh, one, yeah. he had the mullet. He had the crazy, stupid looking W-shaped goatee and trading paint. Mm-hmm. And then I saw this was like, wow. It's like, almost like it's written into his contract. Yeah. I cannot do a role unless I get some messed up facial hair or a haircut. <laughs> Please. He will not do it. And like, Yeah, so I... Yeah. He was driving a scooter. Mm-hmm. Like a at moped. this point, I'm thinking, how does this guy even have a license? Yeah. Like I'm not like because he seemed. We talked about this already. His his autism on the spectrum. He seemed like he was an extreme case. Mm-hmm. Very. Yeah, he seemed extreme in some cases, but then very not in others. Like it, what there wasn't a consistency. Mm-hmm. I will say the one good thing I loved about this movie was the the unusual soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It was neat. Yeah, because we get to the intro and he's rolling. He's rolling on a scooter, and it almost reminded me of the soundtrack from Drive. Very similar oh, to the soundtrack from Drive. Yeah, bum, 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 like that old synthy style, mm-hmm. like eighties, early eighties kind of kind of track. Yeah, it was good. How old was he supposed to be? I would say based on his hair and like forties. Yeah, because like he, it seemed like he was uh, psychologically twelve, but forty-five yeah. physically. Yeah. Because there was there were things like he didn't he didn't know no like he had to meet some uh, his friend there with bolt cutters and she's like you didn't bring the bolt cutters you brought scissors yeah he's like I didn't know what you were talking about like huh mm-hmm. but I don't know he seemed sharp it, it, he played this character very strangely yeah I don't know I couldn't understand what, whether he was super smart or not no because he seemed smart enough to know I don't know jump jump ahead I don't yeah. want to jump ahead yeah. And I made a side note because um, the last Travolta movie we had done, we found out that so much Scientology money went into it no to come up. Yeah, so like, I wonder how much Scientology money went into this. Probably a lot. Well, this was Fred Durst directing and writing mm-hmm. this too. Yeah. Which, so he's got uh, Limp Biscuit money, and probably still. True. Maybe. Probably spent also, it all. I um, I made a note. This made three thousand one hundred and fifty-three dollars at the box office. That's it. Mm-hmm. What was the budget? 
Um, I don't know. I didn't even wow. want to read it because thirty one hundred bucks. Yeah. Here, let's look. Uh, oh, that's got to be a shot to the balls. Yeah. They're like not even enough for like school tuition. That's no. what you made back. Not even enough for like a rap party. No. Um, Whoa. It, ooh, it does not say the budget. It just says box office. Damn. Why? Um, like, oh, my God. Yeah, it scored 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. 16%. Damn. It's 30, that's 3100 bucks worth. Yeah. Box office. God, most of my notes are just commenting about Travolta and Devin Sawa. Yeah. Like I'm like, Sawa looks old. Because, yeah, we, we okay, so he, we get introduced to him and his job. Mm-hmm. So he's dressed as a Keystone cop doing a really bad English impression on the street. Yeah. I was thinking, so that's how he sports himself. But how does one get that job? Because as a street performer in Hollywood, I imagine the agency would be like, you have to be good. Yeah. You have to be good, and you have to like. So, and then you look at the other guy that's driving a nail through his nose. Uh, if I saw that on the streets of Ho- the Hollywood Walk of Fame, I would question equally why they were there. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not you're not playing it off that it's magic. You're literally like, look what I can do. Well, I don't think you could sustain a lifestyle in 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 Hollywood. No, anywhere in that area, making busking money, Mm-mm. you probably couldn't. No, because I would assume that a one bedroom apartment would cost you, let's say, fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, I don't think you can make that shoving nails through your nose or dancing around like a Keystone cop. No, and I feel like in this case, I would assume that, um, being his own like caretaker on his own, Moose would be getting like disability or oh maybe s- like some form of like because the apartment he has is pretty big. It's, a ba- it's like a basement suite, right? Yeah, yeah. I just figured he was living in a relative's basement. Maybe. That we never meet. Like, it would have it would have just made so much sense to have, like, an elderly woman come downstairs at one point and go, Moosey, are you okay? Yeah. And then he'd be like, yes, grandmother, I'm fine. Yeah. Okay, boom, he lives in his grandpa's grandma's basement. Done. Mm-hmm. Now we don't have to worry about that. But this whole time, I'm thinking, how yeah. does this guy get around and do shit and work a job and take care of himself? He doesn't seem... All there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There's, it seemed they didn't think out a lot of. They didn't try to think out a lot in this movie. No, they didn't at all. And I, it was very interesting naming the main character like the Star Hunter Dunbar, because Dunbar just makes me think of Bobby Dunbar, who back in like the early 1900s or like 19s, like 19. Before the 20s, I think. I don't know exact timeline. But um, he was this little boy that went missing. And um, he supposedly, like, came back to his parents a year or so later. And at first didn't recognize his mom. But his parents were like, no, that's our son. And then the mystery about it was um, the guy who took him also took someone else's child. And the mother of this other child was like, that's not your son, Bobby Dunbar. That's my son, so-and-so. And What? Yeah, and long story short, um, once he, Bobby Dunbar, died, he grew old, had a family, had kids. Those kids had kids. They DNA tested their dad or granddad's Bobby Dunbar's bones, and it came back that he wasn't Bobby Dunbar. Weird. Yeah. That's kind of... I know. So, like, choosing the last, like, I don't know if Limp Biscuit Boy is, like, into true crime or, like, he might be. or why, if he's not into true crime, like, how Dunbar came up. But every time they talked about Hunter Dunbar, I was like, Bobby Dunbar. All I could <laughs> think of every time I heard his name was Mr. Dunbarton from F is for Family. Oh hey, yeah, Mr. Dunbarton. That's all I get. I'm like, yeah. that's all I think of as F is for family. <laughs> put you through that fucking wall. I'm gonna put you through the fucking wall. So we get to the autograph signing. He's got his mm. Rico vest, and he wants to get uh, Hunter Dunbar to sign it. So we get introduced to Devin Sawa, mm-hmm. looking 42 years old. Yeah, he's 40. It's come a long way from idle hands. And uh, we find out that Dunbar's a douche. He's got Ugh. some problems with his uh, with his wife and child. That always, like, those situations that play out in movies and in real life, like, you see it all the time that, like, a celebrity will be like, I'm not 
signing your fucking autograph, like get the fuck out of my face. That like breaks my heart for the people who are fans because don't get me wrong. I can understand as a celebrity, like your life is a hundred percent in the public eye and like you don't get a lot of privacy. And if you demand privacy, you're shit on for it. And that's not right. And I agree with that. But as a celebrity, like you are in the public eye, like you are going to have so many fans who have like wanted to see you their whole lives. So hearing like in movies and then in real life, people just snapping on their fans and being like really rude for no apparent reason. Like they could be stressed out filming something could happen behind the scenes. Like, yeah, sure. But this is your business. Mm -hmm. Like if I went into the bar and I was having a bad day and someone was like, Oh, you gave me the wrong change or Oh, can I get my receipt? And I was like, get the fuck out of my face. Like I wanted to, I'd be fired, you know? So like you're doing a job. You're there to do a job. You're there to sign autographs. If your wife shows up, sorry, you should be like, go tell her we'll meet at my house. We'll talk. Mm -hmm. And I know that's not logical for the movie. Like the whole point is to create this tension between the characters. But like. Well, all he had to do in that situation, he had one fan, one fan followed him out and was like, Mr. Dunbar, can you please? I'm your biggest fan. All he had to do was go, sure, bud. What do you want me? I'll sign sign your vest. Bam. Problem solved. The guy would have left you alone. Exactly. Or he could have said, hey, I'm in the middle of something right now. If you go back inside, I will sign it when I come back. I'm just in the middle of something. Mm -hmm. You know? And that's the thing is, yes, in, in this movie, like Moose is supposed to be autistic, but- like if Dunbar had been like, sure, bud, what do you want? Or sure, wait for me and I'll come back in. He would have understood it. Yeah. Like, you know, and that like then this is where the whole tone of the movie changes from yeah. what we think. And it's like, oh, OK, so this is basically a lesson. The whole movie is teaching Dunbar a lesson of, hey, maybe you shouldn't be such a dick in life. Yeah. Bad shit won't happen to you. Mm-hmm. Like this bad shit happens to bad people. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Not all the time. No. It's because, yeah, because now it's like, oh, shit. You know, the next scene, he gets himself a star map, and now he's outside of Dunbar's house, which, man, that's one thing I would hate. Yeah. Being a, if I were a celebrity, was people stand Like, if, if people were standing by my fence right now, staring into the window, ugh, yeah, I'd I know. definitely want to tell people to fuck off. Yeah. And that's that's another thing with, like, there's a fine line of being a celebrity is... You have the time and the place for your fans to adore you and sign autographs and, you know, be social with your fans. And at your place of home where you could have kids, that's not the place. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if you're a celebrity and someone gets your address inappropriately and shows up at your house as a celebrity, you have every right to be to say to that person, fuck off or I'm calling the cops Yeah, because like you're off the clock. Essentially you, you're just a human being at that point. You're at home. You're trying to decompress at that point. You have the same right as every other human being famous or not to say, get the fuck off my property right now. He takes it a little far. Oh yeah. Stabs him with his own pen. Yeah. That's pretty rough. That (laughs) is so that's crossing the line. Like, yeah, that's assault. (laughs) Now we're getting to 38 minutes into this movie, and we're uh, looking. We follow John Travolta because where did he stabbed him in the stab him in the eye? No, he didn't stab him in the eye. I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, he he stabbed him like stabbed him in the chest. Yeah. So he's cleaning himself up, and the the nail guy and his buddy come in. Of course, they're vaping. Mm-hmm. They're douchebags. Mm-hmm. And they kind of fuck with him. Which is this kind of mean? Like, I never yeah. understood. Uh, I hate bullies. Yeah. I, I had a bully growing up. I hate bullies. I've never understood why people feel the need to take out their hatred for themselves on people I know. who are less fortunate and maybe cannot defend it, themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I that's the same thing here is like I made a note earlier. I was like this movie is going to make me feel like really sympathetic for someone that like logically I shouldn't cuz obviously they're going to do some fucked up shit, but I'm going to feel bad nonetheless. It's like when I <laughs> In, like, 10th grade, when I watched Lord of the Flies in class and Piggy got killed, I started crying. <laughs> I was so upset. Um, but, yeah, I I can't do it. If ooh, It just gets my blood boiling. And it's, it's a part of the human, like, complex that, I, like, I will never understand. Yeah. You know? I just, people just hate themselves and they got to take it out on someone else. Yeah. And here's the thing. 
I am not a stranger to self-loathing. I don't think anyone is. Like sometimes I'll like, you know, be in a bad mood and then I'll start getting self-deprecating and I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, like you fucking loser. But I would never then like, you know, I live with my grandparents who are like older and like weaker physically. I would never in a million years think of going downstairs and being like, hey, fuckers, guess what? It's hell time. And like start just roasting them and like, being so mean, like it would never cross my mind. So the fact that it does for so many people or even like physical bullying aside or like the traditional, like, fuck you, like verbal bullying aside, even the people who have that mentality of I'm going to do whatever it takes to rise up in a company or rise up professionally. And I don't care who I have to piss off, hurt mm. or stomp on to get there. Like, that's another form of bullying. And like you, if someone, if a boss or a company or a friend put you in a position of you have to treat this person like shit, you have to sabotage this person in order to rise up in the ranks of, you know, friendships, politics, groups, I'd be like, K deuces. <laughs> Bye. Like, fuck you, you know? And yeah, I will just never, ever understand it. So Travolta goes back to Hunter's place and breaks in. And in broad daylight. Yeah. And this, I don't understand why this rich movie star doesn't have video Security? surveillance. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, none. Apparently, he has a small wall around us. We saw the wall. It was huge. Yeah. The gate was massive. Mm-hmm. How does Travolta get in? So easy. He doesn't seem like a nimble kind of guy. No. So I don't know how the hell he just breaks in. I loved this, though. The, the maid comes out with what looked like an Oscar in her hand as a weapon to defend herself. Yeah, yeah. And they show clips of Devin Sawa's movies, Hunter Dunbar's movies in this. They're not award. He's like <laughs> McBain. Oh, my name's Rico. <laughs> I will save you. The goggles do nothing. They're just, just bad. I'm like, yeah. an Oscar, really? Or then, a Golden Globe or whatever uh, that was. Uh, it was well, yeah, it was the Golden, the Golden Globes, the angel holding shit up or something. No, I think that's an Emmy. Okay, it was an Emmy then. She's he's holding an she's holding an Emmy. Not an oh yeah, an Oscar's like the dude standing yeah. with arms crossed. He's made like made of gold. <laughs> so she um I'm right there I'm thinking, no. That's not even believable. No. It's not your your casting choice for your big movie star isn't even believable. No. He's just a prick. Yeah. Just a piece of shit. But he breaks in. And oh man. So like he's just he's I think this is where he's creeping. Just creeping around the house, yeah. smelling stuff, oh. and touching things. And, and he... Um, you know, what you shouldn't be doing in he, a pandemic. No. <laughs> and he wants to give Hunter oh. Dunbar a letter. He brushed his teeth with his toothbrush. Ooh, yeah. It's well, this, this was after he accidentally oh, yeah, killed the maid. Yes. Because he... He like goes to break that's in, right. yeah, and it. then she's like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Blah blah blah, and he ah, runs right. away, and then he comes back, and she's not around, so he breaks in again, and he goes to like toss the letter, and then the maid like sees it and picks it up, and he's like, "Don't read that! Don't read that! Don't read that!" Oh yeah yeah yeah, and then she's freaking out and screaming, which is obviously like making him very like scared and antsy, and then he like she keeps hitting him, and he's like, "Stop! Stop hitting me! Stop hitting me!" And then he like shoves her and breaks her nose, and then she falls back on a fountain and like cracks her noodle, and, and then she's dead. Yeah, and then we never hear about it. Oh yeah, because I, I wrote down tell Jose keep an eye out, sends him home, and here's Moose. Yeah, because yeah, that, that's what it was. Because uh, yeah, because I guess he's banging his maid. Yeah, and uh, she's like, oh, never mind. Then you're doing a good job. And yeah, he goes talks to Jose and Jose. And he's like, Jose, have you seen anything going on? And he's, he's like, like no, no, Senor. It's raining. Can I go home? <laughs> and he's like. Yeah, I'll go home then. Like you just told him to keep an eye out. Mm-hmm. Now you're sending him home, and then Moose shows up. Yep, just breaks in again. Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck? Easy How? peasy. How's he getting in there? And, yeah, then, and then he, he kills her. Then he goes into the house, and he's like, "I'm in Hunter Dunbar's house." Yeah. Then this is just creepy. Like Ooh. smelling his toothbrush, using his toothbrush, just hangs out, and then he stays in there. Like this is just extreme. Yeah. And then Hunter and his son come back, and he's still like in yeah, the he stays house. In there. And then when he falls asleep with his sleeping pills, he starts taking selfies with him oh. and pictures of him kissing him on the forehead. I know. And then he sleeps there. Like, then, and, like how crazy are you? I know. And then his alarm goes off and I'm like, Whoa. I will say they did do a good job of like the suspense. I'm like, go, go, go. Ugh. 
I, I couldn't like at that, that point. I was just like, oh my god, what is wrong with you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So now we go back to the street outside of Hunter's place. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he threatens him. He says, "Yes, get you around here again." This like, oh, okay, yeah. the writing in this movie. There were some bad, bad lines. Yeah. Like, there was one where the other street performer, the guy with the black wife beater, tells Moose, he's like, we're going to make Mucho Donald Trump's, bro. Like, what? Yeah. Donald Trump isn't on a bill. Yeah. It just doesn't, That like, you're going to get, you make Mucho Hotels? Like, <laughs> you what do Monopoly? you mean? It just doesn't make any sense. And no. then I love Devin Sawa threatens him. He says, I'm going to put this shotgun so far up your ass. You're going to be shitting bullets. And in your bullets and blood for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like, mm, I think you'd probably kill him with the shotgun. Yeah. I don't think he'd have a long life. He wouldn't take a shit after that anyway. No. So that like, was... and also he's, his son is in the car and he fucking speeds and like guns behind him and then slams on the brakes and is yelling at this guy. Like his son has no idea what's going on. Like. He's a terrible father. And also why at that point would you not call the police? Because at this point, this is the third sighting of him. Yeah. The first one you saw, the second one, the maid said someone was around being weird. And the third, you see him in the morning around your house. Wouldn't you call the police? First time you would have done it. No, yeah. like, well, maybe not the first time. The second time for sure. Yeah. This motherfucker was in my house. We're calling the cops. Yeah. I guess he'd wanted to, he's want to be a man. Oh, God. And this, Yuck. I guess, is just a testament to this, the mental state he's in with his wife and kid. Yeah. He's like, I just want to hurt somebody. Seemed yeah. like kind of an angry person. Oh, totally. I can't believe that Moose posted those pictures to social media. Yeah. That is another, like, it, he's a careless person. Mm-hmm. He's not re- so he's not really calculating. He's not thinking like, okay, he's not thinking things through. No. Because that's just, it's going to get you caught. It's yeah. It's you in shit. Yeah. And then he ends up going back again to Hunter's place. Because now we're well over the hour mark. Mm-hmm. And this is where, I can't remember how, he, he snuck in there after Hunter went home, right? Yeah. And tied him up. Mm-hmm. Fucking tied him up. How? How did you not wake up to being tied up like that? Because it was both arms, both legs. Apparently his sleeping pills are pretty strong. Yeah, because Moose also dropped his cell phone on him and he didn't wake up. And this was just, this was, so this is where I actually made a note, like, you know, Travolta gave this his all. Yeah. Because th- at this point, I was like, wow. Well, you got me convinced you're, you're loopy. Yeah, that's true. And at this point, I was like, where's the maid's body? He was fucking the maid. And he, like, uh, there's at least been a day that's gone by. And he's like, hey, haven't gotten a call in sick thing from her. Haven't heard anything. Hasn't walked into the backyard. Yeah. Because apparently that's where she is. Yeah. So. Jesus. <laughs> scared me. Oh, wait, is it almost? Oh, it's almost 7 o'clock for the pots and pans. Oh, it's 5.45. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I can't see my clock. Never mind. (laughs) Have you been doing that? No. No? I did it one day. I took a spoon and a big pot and just boom, 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 boom. Nobody in my neighborhood is doing it. Really? Well, I live in a cul-de-sac of old people. You got to start doing it then. They won't hear you anyway. That's true. Boom, 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 boom. It's crazy. Around here, there's like a ton of people that do it. Damn. Oh, you, you hear it in like, uh, Ed, I think Edmonton, somebody posted a video and it's like at 6.59 it starts and it gets louder. Ooh. People just trying to keep their sanity. Yeah. I was going to start walking out in the street and screaming. Ah! Ah! It's seven. All right. <laughs> Have a good night, guys. Um, he stabbed him. Yeah. He stabs him like three times. Well, this that is- was a prop knife. It still broke his skin though. Which I didn't understand because, like, afterwards he was like, ha, I fooled Hunter Dunbar. And it was like a fake prop knife. And I'm like, how the fuck did he get yeah. d- blood drawn then? And then he pretends to, he's like, gonna douse him in gasoline. I'm like, why are you doing this to him? Yeah. You're his, you're his biggest fan and you're torturing him. You're psychologically torturing him. Yeah. So this, it, man, because like this is tagged as a horror thriller. Mm-hmm. It was just, I don't know. It was, that scene, well, I don't know, what, what do you think of it? I, I mean, I was very confused because, like, the, re- the whole reason he went to his house this time to, like, psychologically torture him is because, like, Hunter Dunbar was so fucking mean to him and, like, physically mm. and verbally abusive and, like, all he wanted was an autograph and it sort of spiraled. But at the same time, like, he's not calculated and like forward thinking enough to think if I post these on social media, it's going to get flagged. But then he's methodical enough to like 
go on YouTube, learn how to tie knots with ropes, grab a prop knife, fill up a jerry can with water, like plan out, like make Hunter think. It's fairway. Oh. Loading zone. Um, Make it look like he killed himself in Hunter's ba- or, uh, bedroom. Like there are just so many things that wasn't adding up and I can understand him thinking like, okay, I'm going to fuck with him and psychologically torture him. But that doesn't fit the character that this whole time previously he's been like playing. Well, and there would have been some sort of pre-existing indication to him, him yeah. having a psychotic side, like you'd mentioned yeah. earlier. Mm-hmm. Somebody would have been like, well, he's a little unstable. Mm-hmm. His friends would have been, well, you should, maybe you shouldn't follow that guy so much. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, he's obviously done this before. Yeah. Or seems like he has before. It doesn't, didn't seem like he was in an excited, like, oh my God, I've never done this before kind of yeah. kind of mode. And I'm like, okay, he's like, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. So it just, it just leads to, yeah, that leads me to believe he was way more fucked up than we thought he was. Or a little more murderous. Mm-hmm. I did write down, has anyone discovered the dead maid yet? No, yeah. This is my next line. So then this whole time, um, Hunter is trying to con his way into being untied and, you know, telling Moose what he wants to hear, that they'll be friends, they'll get strawberry ice cream. And then you see this, like, character break where Moose goes from, like, wanting the vengeance to, oh my God, this person I'm a fan of says we're going to be friends and like crawls into bed with him and oh, is lying man. with him. And then and he unties him. And I wrote, oh. I wrote down, he's going to beat you to death, man. Don't yep. do it. Don't do it. Yep. And then he unties him. And then I was expecting an immediately like boom, but then no, like Hunter shotgun, mm-hmm. Hunter Dunbar, like unties. He gets his one arm done. He unties his other arm. He unties his um, legs. And then he's like, yeah, there we go. And then what headbutts him? Shoot, no, he sh- grabs a shotgun and blows his fingers off. Or no, I mean, he might headbutt him first, yeah, but then to he get blows him his down, fingers off. Which does not, at this point in my notes, I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. And then in capitals, why the fuck would you not shoot him in the face? Why well, would you shoot his fingers off? He stabs him in the face next. Ooh. Stabs him right in the eyes. Kicks him down the stairs. Stabs him in the eyeball. Mm-hmm. Like That was hard to watch. Yeah, and yeah. how did that not kill him? Like he must have just done a quick in and out, like boop. Well, apparently you can you can jab something pretty damn far into your eye socket. Yeah, as creepy that's as true. that because like your eye sockets are pretty deep. That's true. Like I remember hearing about someone getting a stick in their eye, like oh, run, yeah, running yeah, on yeah. a trail and it like went in like three inches because it just Blech. pushes the eyeball to the side. <laughs> like stuff getting in my eyes. And then at this point, I'm thinking, and I made a note, like, what is this legal? Like in real life, because I know with self defense, it's it's self-defense with equal reciprocal damage. So if someone punches, like if you were to punch me in the face right now, I would have every right to punch you in the face and like get it. So you're away from me and I can leave safely. So this doesn't seem like a reciprocal equal amount of force and damage because yeah, Moose did kidnap him in his own house and he did like psychologically fuck with him. But he didn't like dismember him. No, and he did <laughs> not. Eyes. He didn't like waterboard him. He didn't like actually torture him. So the fact that this guy like headbutts him, kicks him down a flight of stairs, stabs him in the eyeball, like literally is punching him in the face. I'm like, this is past self defense. Oh yeah. Like well past self defense. A revenge beating. Yeah. But and he just sends him on his way, though. Yeah, and he then just, he changes call- his mind. He's like, nah. Well, he started to feel a little bit of pity for him. He's yeah. like, man, this guy's bawling, like, bawling his eye out. Yeah. Oh, poor guy. And then also this, like, another thing made me think, uh, Moose's DNA is all over your house now. You never once called the police that he was stalking and around your house when he shouldn't be. Yes, there are photos online of, like, Moose with you. But there's, there was never a formal report made that he was a problem. So his DNA via blood and sweat and tears and a lot of blood and a lot of tears. Probably some semen in there, too. Probably, honestly. 
And not only is the blood and DNA located in one part of the house, it's all over the house. Like that on your toothbrush. Yeah. There's there's a very real thick line of a chain of events that forensic people can figure out. So and he let him go on his way. So obviously, if Moose survives, he's gonna go to the hospital, and the hospital's gonna be like, What the fuck happened to you? And that trail's going to... Fell gonna, down some stairs. Yeah. He did. And that trail's going to lead back to Bobby Dunbar. So with the fact that there's no record of... Hunter Dunbar. Oh, yeah. Wrong guy. <laughs> Oops. Um, this is going to lead back to Hunter Dunbar. So the fact that there was no previous report made, he's fucked. He's absolutely fucked. Because Hunter's going to be like, yeah, well, he was in my house and like tied me up to my bed and like... Covered me with water. So why didn't you call the police, sir? Yeah. Well, so. I don't know. Why'd you shoot his fucking fingers off and stab him in the eye and kick him down the stairs and beat the shit out of him? Like, you know, it just, he put himself in a really bad situation. At that point, should have killed him. At that point, he's still fucked anyway when we get to the end. Yeah. This, this is how, I, I really, I really hope that people in LA aren't this shallow. Because he's walking down the street with his eye like cut out, mm-hmm. bleeding, and then these guys are like, "Oh shit! Look at this guy! Let's yeah. get a selfie with him, bro!" And he's look like, at sure. his <laughs> and, he, and like takes a picture and instead of going, "I need a hospital, please." Yeah, and I don't understand that either. He should be like asking for help. Yeah, he doesn't really ask for help. No. And then who does he? Oh yeah, he sees his friend there. She picks mm-hmm. him up, and he's like, "I'm worried about Hunter." Yeah, because then we just we cut back to his house, and the cops are like knocking on the on the door. And we're like, oh no, he got the death of the maid, maid pinned on him. him. Yeah. Well, doesn't he? Have, and then I wrote down, doesn't he have surveillance? Yeah. Why doesn't this guy have cameras? Mm-hmm. He'd have video evidence of everything. So not only if, um, not only is he getting pinned for the maid's murder because it's on his property, there's no evidence, and he's gonna also get pinned for moose because obviously whether he like survives this or dies like he's gonna go to the hospital and people are gonna be like what the fuck happened to this guy and his dna is all over his house and so is the maids <laughs> it just it just seemed like an unbelievable an unbelievable end to it oh totally like, no there would be, like you said there's so much forensic evidence to put together a different story mm-hmm. and he could have just yeah nipped it in the bud and been like i'm gonna call the cops yep like the second time around like, i'm gonna call the cops on you yeah. third time around for sure yeah yeah, this was a. Uh, I'm never gonna watch it again. No, God no. But I'm just. I'm like. God, oh, I remember what I was gonna say. This episode was brought to you by first what? Scientology, oh. bringing us John Travolta in weird roles. Because mm. really, like, so true. Yeah. <laughs> and here's here's the thing about like Scientologist actors. You have two huge ones that I can think of: Tom Cruise and John Travolta. John Travolta. Well, to, like, comparatively, John, Tom Cruise is huge. Yes. John Travolta is like mediocre Me- now. Yeah. But like they're both Scientologists and they're both wild and like wacky. But I can name a few Tom Cruise movies that I can watch and sit through and enjoy. Oh, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Great S- fucking movie. War of the Worlds. Rain Man. Yeah. Oh, I forgot Top- he was in Rain Man. Top, Top Gun. Gun. Come on. Yeah, Top Gun, literally. He's had a lot of good movies. Yeah. I don't think he... I can't name a I bad even, Tom Cruise movie. I could even sit through The Mummy, like the new oh, one. Oh, yeah, The Mummy. I tried... I, I think I watched half of it. Didn't pay attention for the last so one. So funny. This is a weird... I, they didn't need to remake it. No, they didn't. What's his name? What's that guy's Brendan name? Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser did a fine job. Oh, so good. Whatever happened to that guy? He okay. It's a really sad story. I love how I know this. Uncle Brandon. Let me let me tell you about Uncle Brandon. Hold on. Um, Tell you about Brendan Fraser. So after the Mummy and after George of the Jungle, um, he got into like a really messy divorce with his wife, Mm. and it was really bad. Took a big toll on his mental health. He stopped. Like gave her everything. There was more than that, but mm-hmm. he basically like stopped acting, withdrew from the public eye. He had some really serious like mental health issues. I think a few other things happened, so he kind of just took a step back. Um, oh, never came back. Yeah. Fuck. Kind of similar to, um, oh God, 
He's in Spaceballs. He plays the Darth Vader guy in Spaceballs. Rick Moranis. Yes. Well, he because his wife died. Yeah, he he or, stepped so away. He stayed home to take care of his kids, which, which I is awesome. I know. Super I love admirable. that. Yeah. When we love you, Rick Moranis. Shout out to Rick Moranis. Is he and still Brendan alive? Is he Fraser. still alive? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't sure. I'm gonna ask that now. Like, is that person still alive? I know, right? Um. Okay. What do you score this movie? Hmm. <laughs> I'm giving it less than sixteen percent. I yeah. I will score this. Three shot off fingers out of fifteen burned Rico leather vests. Whoa. Oh, yeah, you burned the best. Yeah. Because I there were a few moments where I was genuinely in suspense. Like and they did that well. Like when he was in the house and he like dropped his mm-hmm. phone on the guy and was taking pictures and then ended up falling asleep. Like I was genuinely like, "Go get get the fuck out, go!" Like I hope he doesn't wake up. Yeah, and there, um, um, you know, there were a couple moments where I was like, you could see the potential that the movie had if it was a better script, different casting choices. Like this mm-hmm. movie had potential to be really good whether they kept the um character having like autism and other unknown it seems mental illnesses or not like hell it could have been just a regular fan scorn yeah um and like a mental break like (laughs) yeah i don't think he needed to be autistic no it could have just been awkward yeah it felt like unnecessarily gratuitous like mm. oh we have to have an explanation for why he's like weird oh he's just autistic like that doesn't yeah that doesn't equate it left too many unanswered, unanswered questions and not in a good way no no hmm. and I if, get- if you're gonna like especially the way tv and film is going now like you know you hear of like method acting where people are gonna play um, like this isn't a good example because it was still kind of like not positively taken by a lot of people, but James McAvoy in Split. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Like he, he went method, like he was really doing research into, um, did split, person, split personality disorder. Yeah. Um, whereas th- like, I don't know how much research went into this on, John Travolta's part and even Lincoln Park Boy's part. Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Oh my God. Fuck. Limp Biscuit's part because there was no trivia. Whereas method actors are always very like, they're the first ones to say, like, I went and studied this and mm-hmm. looked into this. Even people like uh, motion capturing, like, they study animals and to like incorporate oh, yeah. in their movements. So like, like, you ever see um, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch doing the motion capture for yes. Spider? That was pretty cool. Yes. That was pretty like, cool. Like, even he, he looked into, like, lizards. He looked into, like, body movements. Like, even going method like that, just putting the effort in into giving an authentic, real, believable performance in not only your physical body, but the way you act, the way you deliver every single word of dialogue. Like, there was a lot of potential here to turn a classic trope on its head, to turn a, you know, because we've seen the person scorned via other person f- through single white female. Um, it's an idea that hasn't attraction. been done in a while. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's an old idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there was potential there, which is why I gave it the three shot off fingers, hmm. but it just, it didn't, it was way too messy and inconsistent. I'm going to score it in terms of Old Limp Biscuit albums. You probably, probably <laughs> won't get this, but I'm going to give it two chocolate starfishes out of ten hot dog flavored bottled water because wow. the music was good yeah. and it was interesting watching Travolta just dump everything into this role. Mm-hmm. Other, other than that, though, I just it had, like you said, had a lot of potential. It could have been done very well. It could have been a, a great film. Yeah, could have brought like. in more than. Your month's 30, rent. $3,100. <laughs> Two months' rent, at least. Well, I'm thinking of L.A. Oh, yeah. Like. Fuck. They, 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 they're pick, pickpocketing to make that money. Yeah. <laughs> what are we going to do next week? 
Um, it's gonna be your pick. Yeah, I was looking. I made a little list via. So it's something non-horror thriller. Yeah. You need like an action or a drama or some sort of comedy. Ooh, comedy. Oh, these are all TV shows. Damn it. Can't do that. Well, yeah, we can't do a TV show. <gasps> White Chicks is on Netflix. Oh, Jesus Christ. What is that? That's Wayans Brothers? Yeah. That's a great movie, I think. It. Yeah, I remember laughing a lot. I the two th- it'll be one of those cases where the two thousand five humor does not translate to well you never know yeah it probably won't yeah white chicks two thousand four wow ooh five point six out of ten eh huh yeah I kind of remember little bits and pieces of it but it'd be it'll be funny to watch it again yeah well as we call it there. I guess so. Yeah, we'll we'll give a little preview of what's coming up on Instagram. I yeah. didn't do I didn't do it last week. I'm probably not gonna do it. Not do it again this week. <laughs> All right, everybody, stay safe and stay inside. Bye. Bye. This is real garbage. <laughs>